if you're feeling like misunderstood and then you start building a case on Adrian or me or both of us, or like, we don't care about you, or like, you didn't respect me, or like, I'm just imagining what the conversation would be within five or six days or a week or two weeks, three weeks, four weeks down the road that came up and you've been building this in your mind. Like, what did he mean by all that? So to me, I always enjoy these conversations. We've had a lot of them. So I just wanted to just encourage that if somebody's thinking, this is how we communicate. This is authentic. This is what happens for us in other organizations. And we've got a firsthand experience of how something very small can be the root of something unnecessarily. Like you can take something that's not so bad and make it terrible because you have all this past history that you're gathering evidence on and then finally blowing up about. So do you want to hear us process one of our breakdowns on the team in real time? Well, stay tuned. That's what this episode is. Hello, my friends. My name is Chad, and this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, high-stakes conversations for relentless company founders. My co-host and I have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching, and this podcast is where we explore it all. There is no conversation too risky. Speaking of risky, we're going to put a pause on how we typically do these episodes and how I host them. And we're going to try something new. The reason that we're trying something new is because we got some really meaningful feedback from one of our listeners, one of my clients, Adam Winninger. He's president of a company called Luminous. I don't think he'd mind me mentioning him here. He was so gracious. He cared for us so much to actually give us feedback. And the feedback that Adam gave us was this. He said, listen to the podcast. It's really, really great. Get a lot out of it. You guys talk about meaningful principles, but it doesn't feel the same as being in a room with you. And Adam's done The Revenant. He's been a coaching client of mine for about six months now, a little over six months now. And he's just done a lot of work with us and with me in real time around what they're doing as a company what he's doing as a leader. So I really appreciated that perspective. And he said, you know, there's what you do in a room is so powerful and so transformative and it doesn't translate or very little of that translates to the risk you take on the podcast. And I love that feedback. I've been feeling it for a while. I've been looking for ways to implement more of our work and more of the risks we take with people in conversation and principle into the podcast so that we could, one, make it more entertaining and two, make it more meaningful and impactful. Always looking to figure out how we make this thing even better than it already is. So that's why I was so grateful for Adam's feedback. And then this incident came along on our team where I experienced something with Dan and Adrian that it didn't sit right with me. And there was a lot that I was making up about it. And it was a frustrating interaction around some really meaningful things that we, that we're doing. And I'll, I'll lay out the entire story in, in this episode. But what you're listening to right now is Dan, Adrian, and I actually talking about this for the very first time. Something that really frustrated me and something that probably don't didn't really know much about my level of frustration with it. And this is an example. It's like, it's real time, it's authentic. And this is actually how we as a team address the things that aren't working for us. And I think it might be interesting for you. I think it might be helpful for you to hear how we relate to each other, how we talk to each other, and how we set forth the commitments and agreements in these types of conversation. So 
again, this is real time. They didn't know what I was going to talk about. And this is us taking a risk. I hope it's helpful. Frankly, I hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Here we go. All right, gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Good to be here. Looking forward to it. It's been a while. It has been a while. I wanted to acknowledge, Dan, so good to have you. I mean, you and I did a couple episodes too in the last couple of weeks, but Adrian wasn't on them. So like, this is finally us back together. Yeah. I wonder how how many people are going, oh shit, they're back together. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun without them. funny yeah well we'll see maybe we'll get some feedback about it hey uh maybe somebody wants me to take a break for a while (laughs) god help us god help us i don't know i don't know how to do any of this stuff just because you get the feedback doesn't mean you have to do anything about it that's true that's true well hey we uh this episode is going to be a little bit different we i mean we may not even publish it we'll see how it turns out but a little bit different based on really some feedback that we were given so graciously by one of our clients that listens to all of the episodes. And um, it was it was really great. He invited us to get a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more connected in the recording of the podcast. Take risks. One of his comments was to me was, you know, he's been to The Revenant and he's familiar with what that experience is like and what it calls you into, what the types of conversations it calls you into. And he was just wondering, which I so appreciated. It was like, hey, how is there a way that you could bring some of that meaningful? I mean, we've covered great topics and I love having conversations around principles with you guys. He was just wondering, how could you make the podcast consistent with what someone experiences when they are in a room with you guys? And that was a really interesting piece of feedback. It's a good target, uh, you know, I, and I, like I said, we talked a little bit afterwards and part of it, I think, is we re- we end up recounting our conversations and by that time we've worked things out. That's know, right. Mind. And and so we've, you know, and I think the idea is what you've done today is, hey, let's save something and work it live. And yeah. people can see how we work together and just what kind of assholes we really are. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. That's exactly we can show you what, what assholes we really are. Yeah. So this sure. this conversation, um, I wanted to bring something real and present for me. And you know, this is this is all made possible because I've been a withholding little bitch. Um no, I'm just well, what's new? Is there anything new? No, that's not necessarily true. I mean, part of it is that I blame it on function of time, but really uh, wanted been wanting to get clear with you guys on a conversation we were having a couple weeks ago. And I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to at least just test it out. You know, people might listen to this and be like, eh, we don't want to hear about your shit. Go back to the go back to the other format. Uh, I have a couple of aims in this conversation for me. The aim for me is to express what I experienced in a way that is clear and well thought through so that we can get some learnings from it, possibly. That's aim number one for me. Aim number two is to establish some new commitments and ways of of relating to these types of conversations because we're going to have 
lots and lots of them and that we've had lots of them in the past and we've will have lots of them in the future. And so I, I want to establish, you know, we don't know what we don't know. So each one of these times that we engage is an opportunity to learn where we miss it, where we, how we relate to each other, you know, what we didn't, what we weren't willing to see, what we don't see. So those are my two aims. And then also, I just want to be, I also just want to state the obvious at the top of the conversation is that I love both of you so much and our relationship is so meaningful for me. That's why I find this conversation important. And so no, are you saying this has been an intervention in your intimacy with us? Like you feel like disconnected or um, isolated because you haven't talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And not, not ever present, you know, I mean, Adrian and no, I had, I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to make sure I connected. I, what yeah. I get that. Like even Adrian and I had a couple of production days last week together and there wasn't any, there, it's not like I was thinking about this the whole time. Oh, you're lying. You little bitch. I know. I know. So the lying begins. <laughs> uh, so I thought maybe we would just start. I'll, I'll talk about what I experienced for two functions. You could see my perspective and to bring people up to speed of what we're talking about. Uh, does that seem like the best place to start or is there any other things that you guys want to establish? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, great. Perfect. So what happened, we've been working, um, and this is another really beautiful opportunity for us to talk about the negotiation quiz that is being launched, uh, is launched in the, in the episode description, actually of this episode, you can follow the link to a negotiation quiz where you'll be asked 15 questions and you can understand your style of negotiating, uh, and where your strengths are and where your blind spots might exist. And, um, in fact, the, the episodes after this episode are going to be a series of us talking about those five styles, uh, those five attitudes in negotiation. So very, very topical, very, very exciting. This had just so happens to be like the big announcement. Anyway, something we've been working on for a while, and this is a quiz that Dan, you've had and been using long, long before uh, I was even a, an idea in this, in this work. So um, we were working on that. I was building out both the quiz functionality. How do, we get, how do we deliver it to people in a way that they could take the quiz, get results? It's a meaningful process and smooth. And the landing page, uh, meaning the web page where people would land once they find out about it on the, on the podcast or social media or whatever, and people land there and then they can take the quiz from there. So I'd been working on that in the background, got it all to the place where I thought it was really effective, ready to go, put it out to the, to the group, to our team on Slack and just said, Hey, here is the landing page. If you have any feedback, please let me know. And, you know, and then I think this is, I put my stamp of approval on this looking for, any, but any other ways that we can improve this before we launch February 1st or, or February. So put that out, not, uh, you know, a couple of thumbs up, a couple of little things like, Hey, I didn't, you know, this link didn't work, that sort of thing from different people in the, on the team, not a lot to speak of. So I, I assumed that we were good to go, that we were rolling. And this was also in the midst, just uh, the reality that you were facing, Dan, or I mean, that we were all facing, but you in the depths of it 
being closely connected with your family and, and choosing when you connected to the work stuff and totally, completely understandable. From my experience, I'm, I actually am unclear what happened, but it surfaced for you two about a week later, maybe about a week and a half later. And it was a Saturday. And um, so we were on a text chain about it. And I was at a, I was at the back, I was at Milo's basketball game when Adrian, when you joined the conversation and said, Hey, where do I find this? How do I work on it? All of that sort of stuff. And you had mentioned at that moment that you had a deadline, like you, you had a, a small window of time to work on it because you were going to be with the family at a certain time that day. And I answered and said, Hey, I'm at a basketball game right now. Uh, could find, you know, could help you out in an hour or so. I can't remember the exact time frame. What I experienced was, and this is, this is where, uh, this is where I struggled. What I experienced was how I interpreted it was you have a deadline to be with your family, which I totally want, will respect and want you to have that time. It felt to me like the conversation continued after, or, or like the requests or the urgency continued after I had let you know I was currently in the middle of a, a family obligation. And I've got like this people pleasing thing where I want to take care of people and be the guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm well acquainted with how I can like prostitute myself in that way. Anyway, so I think that it, it wasn't like the missed feedback deadlines or anything like that, or the, it resurfacing or any, even, even the feedback, like wanted it. It was that I felt there was an arbitrary sense of urgency in that moment uh, for the request and, and that I needed or, or was <laughs> what I made up, not what you said, what I made up needed you to get you that information in that moment. Cause you had a, uh, you know, obligation later. So there's a question in there somewhere. Yeah, there is a question that I think, and, and I've been thinking about that. The question is, is, oh, what is the question? Can I tell you what I hear? Oh, please. Yes. I've talked uh, way too much. Well, I, no, I, I'm hoping that you can be, because I know how direct you can be, and I like it when you are, but sometimes you have to get mad before you get that direct, and I, you can just be that direct now. You've never seen me mad, Dan. <laughs> I, only a little bit, just edgy. <laughs> um, but what I heard was, it sounded like, or you, you felt like there was uh, an urgency on you from one of us or both of us that um, it ought to be done now and that you weren't your time with your family wasn't being respected or you felt um, taken advantage of or and, and, and I don't know if it's even that strong but no not taken not, advantage of or, or not considered or held at the same standard something yes. like that. yeah that, yeah is that what and and like the question I hear is is was that going on for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, that is the question is like, or, or, I mean, if I'm really talking like Adrian, what was going, like the question for me is like, what was going on for you when you continued the conversation after I told you what I was up to? Um, so if I remember the situation, a couple of things come up for me. One was 
you reaching out and I forget there was a couple of factors around this needed to get done soon because of something. I think it was you know, gonna launch it or you wanted to get it launched by the first or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean a little bit what's what was going on for me was oh shit, I missed something here. So a little bit of guilt. And then it was a unique morning for me where it was me alone with the kids. I had a scenario in which I had a little bit of a window to get some stuff done. And so how can I make up for it in a short amount of time? And my window was kind of closing until I'm so, and then knowing what was going to be coming up for me later in the day where I wouldn't have be able to kind of come back in and give the requested feedback. What else was going on for me? So I felt a little, uh, I felt crunched, I, I would say from like me ability to come in and give the feedback that was being asked for that I've been late to. And um, what else was happening for me? Yeah. When I think when you said that you're at Milo's game, I mean, maybe there was some lack of consider lack of probably lack of, it, I, I would get how it show up as lack of some consideration, a little bit of maybe understating on my side because all I needed was a link in my mind. All just, if you could take 15 seconds and send me something, then I can go. But I get how that might have been like, you know, you're, I don't know how clear it was. I think you, you did say, I can get it to you in a certain amount of time. So I could have backed off at that stage. I didn't know probably at the time, like how quick or how long it would take. But I think probably theoretically or like big picture wise, the understated theme on your side is no, not right now. I'll get it to you when I'm, when I'm available. Yeah. Um, and what, what wasn't clear was that it was a bigger answer than that. Unfortunately, like there wasn't a simple link to send. Got it. Got it. Oh, and I remember, I think, and there was, there's some technological, I think I, some of the follow-up comments from me, cause you had sent a link that I couldn't get access to cause it was on Evernote or something. Yeah. Is that yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what else is going on for me probably also is like just frustration. I can't actually get access to the thing that I, that I need to and want to get access to. So now, so now I want to help. Now I feel the need to help. And then I want to help and now I can't help and I need you and you're not available. And that sucks for everybody, you know? So that's probably, probably the answer to what was going on for me. It was like, ah, shit. Now we got, now we got even more shit here. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I know there was a uh, there were a number of things that I was making up. There's also a, a number of what things. You making up? What, what did you make up? Uh, what I made up is um, a I made up like oh Adrian doesn't see that I'm committed to my family like he's committed to his family, or or that or that there wasn't a, which is like I know I made that up because. <laughs> at every turn, both of you will champion my commitment to my family. But sure. it felt that way. When I yeah, it, it felt that way in the moment, right? So it's like, all right, I got it. Yeah, um, well, and and to add to that, I mean, maybe I thought you're exactly as committed to your family the way I am. And, and so far that I assumed, you know, if I'm out at a function, I'm not going to sit there some, you know, and edit a document. But I, I can... 
just did it this morning on a walk with my with my with Allie and the dog. Something was happening. I needed to do some logistics. I said, "Hey, just give me just a second, and I'm pausing our little time just to do something, and then I'm back in the action." So I think in that moment, I assumed that the however I assumed it wouldn't take too long to get the link thing figured out. Obviously, there was a bigger conversation for you that you wanted to have. So my assumption is that you've got moments like that with your family. I know I do. Um, that I'm like at a family thing and I take a little 30 second time out and take care of something. And then I'm back in the game. Yeah. I usually pretend I'm taking a shit. <laughs> let, me go, let me go to the bathroom here I real quick. Same thing. Oh, and I need my phone. Cause you know, it's something my call. <laughs> oh, I always take my phone to the shitter. You don't Dan? <laughs> slowly pull the phone off the table. Oh, my, my daughter calls me out every time. Oh, can do some business in the bathroom pop. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> So yeah, I get that, Adrian. And also you've really helped me in that area of my life, that clear communication with with family of like, hey, look, here's what I'm up to, guys. I'm going to take a second to do this because I care about this as, as well. I had like, at the basketball game is a different scenario for me. I know if Milo, in a, in a split second, he gets the ball, he takes a shot. He's going to look back at me to see what I'm up to. Right on. Right on. And if my dad, if I'm on my, you know, if my head's buried in my phone, it, that could happen in a second and that I've missed that opportunity. So that's what was going through my head in that particular moment. And also knowing that the answer that I needed to give you was more complex than what you thought the answer could be or should be. So that's what I, you know, that's what I was making up in it. And I get that. I also am very clear on what I own in the breakdown. Anything else that was current for you, Adrian, in that before we do that? You know, I think I felt, I've, I think I've uh, some, a little bit, a little bit, I think this partially came out in a little bit of the debrief we did afterwards, just the brief kind of feedback to it. Cause I felt like you had sent it earlier, maybe up to 10 days or however long you're saying. And then there was a deadline happening and we needed to get it out that night. And so I'll recap. So, you know, you'd, you'd send out the information week, seven days before asking for general feedback from the general team in a Slack, which I hadn't caught nor involved myself in. And then on the 11th hour, it was a direct ask to me. And on a Saturday, all of a sudden we need to get it out right away. So I think what was also going on for me was some, I felt some pressure in the moment because you had, you know, stated that they desire for feedback seven, 10 days before in a generalized way to the team, naturally asking for feedback, um, which I had missed and hadn't been involved with at all. And I know that you're, you want me to be involved for my yeah. conversation, you know, you know, in, in the brand, how we're going to do this. I have a point of view that's, that's honored here as well. And then all of a sudden it felt to me like it was at the 11th hour on a Saturday and I wanted to do it. And I knew I had a very small, small natural time. You know, there can always be a request later and a request later has, there's more challenge to it. Um, but I knew this window. So I kind of felt this pressure. Now I'm at the 11th hour when the, then when the request got really direct, which is due because I hadn't been involved earlier, but that's what also was. So I don't know so if I was I that. Yeah. And here's where I'm noticing what I can own in this. It's interesting that you saw we were in the 11th hour of something because I didn't, there was no deadline that we were up against. 
And I had stated that on Saturday. So the conversation started Friday evening where Dan just popped in and said, hey, check out the new copy I wrote. Give me feedback. And um, I completely misunderstood what you wanted. Yeah. So, a little senior <laughs> moment there. Created a whole bunch of copy that we can use somewhere else. Yeah. But there's so much There's so much that I'm owning in that too, in that little part of the breakdown. It showed up for me too about what I could own. Like, I sat there and go, well, why didn't I just ask him specifically what he was looking for instead of assuming I'm to this? I assumed it was the sales page for the the end lab, the negotiation lab. And so I went about creating the, well, this copy won't work for the negotiation lab. It's too narrow and it, there needs to be some punch on it. And, and so I went about punching it up and, and broadening it, you know, and then you told me, I went, I could have just asked. Why didn't, I don't know. I, I just was on automatic, I, honestly. Uh, yeah. Yep. Here's a new bumper so, sticker for us. Don't be, don't be an ass. Just ask. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Take one S off and put a K on there. <laughs> That's right. So, so Adrian, it, it's interesting to me to even hear you talk about the lack of clarity of the deadline. And what was being asked or what was expected or what even was needed, because at that moment, I mean, this was January 20th. We were talking about a February one launch. There was just nothing. And that was, I guess, it's so clear to me now because I'm sitting here thinking, what's up with this guy? Why is he why is he attacking this now? Like, (laughs) and you're thinking, oh, shit, let me take care of this. So that like, let me show up in a way that like. Now you go into strategic mode. It it just it makes sense to me. It yeah. was a three stooges movie. As well. <laughs> well, wasn't there something around the name Tori? I'm Curly, Adrian's Mo, <laughs> and you're Chef. Wasn't there something about about Tori, or we need to get something to her, or something like that? Maybe that's I think that's what I was, that was making a, up. Yeah, the, there was some urgency around getting Tori an outline to the to the the lab negotiator. Yep, negotiation yep. lab. Yep, in in house. And and I sent him the outline of the day for that, but that, that there was some urgency around that, so he might have picked that up. Yeah, well. names redacted to protect identities. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tori, <laughs> Tori's about to get fired. Anyway, whatever. So here's the deal. All of this is like part of it's of a confession of like what I was experiencing was unsan uh, un there wasn't grounds for me to make up what I made up in my opinion, based on our history, based on the way that we stand for each other. And, you know, Oh, go you ahead. Know, you know, though. Um, so just a caveat before you go further, some people might think this is nitpicky, but this is the kind of, no, no, not you. No, I know I'm, I'm giggling. Cause I'm, putting on my ears of somebody listening and go, what the fuck are they even talking about? Yeah, they don't get, well, because, this stuff is the, if you catch, this is the hors d'oeuvre. I'll take the hors d'oeuvre over the shit buffet any day because if you're feeling like if you like misunderstood and then you start building a case on Adrian or me or both of us or like we don't care about you or we don't and like you didn't respect me or like I'm just imagining what the conversation would be. Well, then five or six days or a week or two weeks, three weeks, four weeks down the road, you don't understand why you're so dis detached or angry or resentful about some small thing that came up and you've been building this in your mind. Like, what did he mean by all that? So to me, 
I always enjoy these conversations. We've had a lot of them. And in that, so I just wanted to just encourage that. I, if somebody's thinking that we, this is how we communicate. This, this is authentic. This is what happens for us when, because we've all blown things up here in other organizations. And we've got a firsthand experience of how something very small can be the root of something unnecessarily. Like you can take something that's not so bad and make it terrible because you have all this past history that you're gathering evidence on and then finally blowing up about. Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Let me say that one more time. Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Now that's an interesting thought. If that's true, it means that everything you have in life right now, the possessions, the relationships, the fitness, the mindset, are all a product of your negotiations with others and yourself. And if that's true, wouldn't you want to be very clear on how you negotiate? What's effective and what's ineffective? What your strengths are and what your blind spots are? It is, after all, producing all the results in your life. So here's the deal. We put together a 15 question quiz that you can take in five minutes or less and find out exactly what your negotiation style is. The results of this quiz will give you insight into your strengths and blind spots in negotiation. It will also give you insight in how you can accentuate those strengths or compensate for the blind spots. Think for just one second with me, all of the conversations you're having in your life. Think about compensation or advancement conversations with people on your team, discussing financial decisions with a partner, or just getting your kids to get their damn shoes on so that you can leave the house. All of these conversations are negotiations. This simple yet powerful tool has the potential to reinvent the way you get what you want in every aspect of life. Go to negotiation.takenewground.com right now or click the link in the description of this episode and find out what negotiation style you embody. You can thank us later. Now back to the show. Yeah. And my, my life with you guys, my relationship to you guys is, is worth the nitpickiness. It's worth, it is worth the conversation and where we're going and my commitment to you and this thing and myself is like, it, it's a no brainer to just keep this shit clean. Right. As, you, as early as possible. You know, the proverb, right? It goes faithful in the little rulers of much. So no, I, that's why I get it. You, you've been, we've talked about these things. I, it was bothering me that I misinterpreted, even though I thought the copy we, we got out of it was, it was great. I, nothing I lost. It. No, yeah. nothing yeah, lost. But, but, you you were you were generous in saying that, but I I felt in my I felt bad because I felt like I really didn't pay attention uh, to you in that. So I was like, fuck! I just there you go, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so that that brings me to my contributions. A couple of contributions that I have identified to the breakdown that that I that I want to own is one lack of clarity. I just think the the approach in the request for feedback, there wasn't clarity around a even planning for for our process of feedback. Like, hey, Dan, Adrian, does it work for you guys if I request feedback on Slack? 
like, does that work for you? Do you see it? Do you want, like, is that how you want to receive it? Do you want to receive it some, some else so you can get, you know, make a request or we can negotiate that or whatever. I didn't do that. That's like project management. Number one, foundationally. Second is I assumed a lot. Like I assumed the, the, probably the biggest thing that I assumed in all of this was that if you didn't respond to it on Slack, that you were giving a thumbs up, go ahead, do what you need to do. Assuming that you didn't need to have your hands on everything or, or, you know, but this is a pretty, this is a big deal. Uh, it's a big launch for us and I want your guys' eyes. So even the idea that I didn't, you know, after a couple of days of no, no response, didn't reach out to you individually and say, Hey, posted this, we're ready to roll. Still really want your input um, on it. Could, you know, when could you do that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't think that, I don't know how much of that's, that, that as much as I can own. I, I wasn't paying attention to Slack, which I can't often do. And so that was a contribution there. And um, I've actually, I had just reloaded Slack on my phone so I wouldn't miss messages because I've been missing them. So there you go. Well, so, and I know for me, part clear. of the, yeah, I think environmentally, like I think part of the tension that I'm in is the deciding what to do, deciding what to be involved in. As we, as we keep expanding um, as a team and have phenomenal team that's growing and highly capable, really brilliant teammates, like what do I need, what do I need to get, in, what do I need to be involved in and what do I not need to be involved in? You know, it's like, and I, I think I find myself picking a poll, like let them, let them all do it and don't even pay attention at all. Or I'm going to do it back off. Uh, let me do it. You know, it's like I, Passive yeah. aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I received that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thank you. sir. You know, yeah. Or like my essential, I wouldn't say it so harshly, but my essentialness or I don't need to be involved at all. You know, it's like, essentially, I think that's, that's more of the polls. I don't think it actually hits me that aggressively, but it's like, you know, is this something that's key for me or is it cool if I don't touch it at all? And I think this, the moment in time we're in as an organization, I'm in that kind of new tension about where to, where to focus my time. And when something like that, I mean, an unspoken request, uh, I think an assumption, an assumption that I make is that, oh, if someone's emailed me about something or slacked or something about, you know, communicated, if it's really important, they'll mention it to me when they see me as well. <laughs> Which might be like an entitled view, right? That's She's like, oh. so interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. You raise a good point, Adrian. I, I think it's 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 revealing something we probably all need to have a revisit, which is how do we each are going to focus our time? What are going to be our primary, secondary, maybe tertiary concerns? Because things have been growing so rapidly, and there's it, it's pretty crazy, and and so this might be something that we should take some time aside and just say, okay, hey, who are we? And now, it, given where we are as a company, what? Does there need to be a redistribution of responsibilities and authority that may be more decentralized so we can and trust that and like and then develop some kind of 
understanding about how we'll check in with each other on those in those areas of responsibility might might be a good conversation because we are spread pretty thin and we need to get our minds around maybe slow down so we can go faster get clear about how we can divide some of this up even more specifically when you said that it triggered a lot of things like I'm, i know we had a conversation the other day um you and me chat about how we can support caitlin and like this might be a, like, like we have more talent on the team that may be able to step in and take some of this stuff off of our plates and and well worth incentivizing it and yeah and so so yeah i'm so glad you said that adrian just so i can know i can have a window of like it's so different than my way of thinking and i assume everybody thinks the way that i think in relationship to those communication platforms um so i'm just yeah that's so interesting yeah I, I don't think I don't think I like really question have questioned that thought either. Like on on like the impact of that that viewpoint on my side as well because I get the kind of the, you know I think you guys laughed because it probably comes off a little diva ish maybe or the prince you called me thank you very much. Um, well, you are you are the royalty. I I, I respect that. There's you should own it. Humility humility is to own it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's also that's my that's my unseen bias because I tend to do that. I think if I've emailed, I'm thinking about, I think it's more clear in our communication pattern, Dan, like, and you and I rarely ever text each other or we text each other more than we email each other. But if, if there's something that I'm responsible for and I want your feedback on, I think that if I've emailed you about it next time we talk, I'm going to ask you, Hey, did you check that out yet? Oh, here's the, here. and so it's like, like the email kind of goes away. Like, like it never, like it never even happened. The email is almost like a bookmark to a conversation that I'm going to have with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, probably a blind assumption on my side that you're, that you would have, or that if, if you do want me to give my two cents, you'd make sh sure that it, you have it. If I've seen the Slack message or not. Yeah. Which I've, I've noticed. And that's what I'm owning is like, I'm totally in for like follow up, following up with that shit. Like for me, that's like, when I hear you say that, I'm like, but that's having the conversation twice. Do we have to have the conversation twice? But that's not how you see it. That's like a, it's like a mark of like, Hey, let's have this conversation. So interesting. Yeah. But it could be, you know, I mean, I've, I've got plenty of kind of special caseness in me as well. It's like, Oh, you send it out to the whole team. Let's let the whole team do the thing. And then if you want me to do it, like, you know, talk, whenever we talk, talk to me about it. You want me to grovel? Yeah. I'm really important, Chad. I'm very important. <laughs> That's beside the point. <laughs> That's beside the point. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some commit on my end, there's some new commitments and then there's a couple of requests. For me, the new commitments are to be a lot more clear and consistent in where and how I ask for feedback on things. Be, more clear, and be clear and consistent. More, Dan. Damn it. More. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit to it, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna do more of it. I'm gonna roll on. Up. Roll up to it. Roll on up to that thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that clarifying point. Um, and you can narrate that a little bit, Dan. But that's that is a really good, maybe even a place to just like give some insight. Why? Why did you interrupt the more? Well, it's it's like a 
and it can be it could be an excuse doesn't mean that it is it's a way of setting yourself up like well i did a little more and it didn't work or you know versus hey, i'm committed to being clear and consistent in my requests so that when i'm not i can recognize it so if i more gives me some wiggle room at least me i'm not and that, i don't think that that's always the case but it it can it, it opens up some wiggle room like well i did more and you didn't respond mm -hmm. i'm doing more and it's not working yeah yeah whereas if you're clear and consistent and it misses and it's a lot easier to see what the miss was and easier for me to take responsibility for my contribution and it eliminates that you now i was thinking about your negotiation style yeah and it, one of the weaknesses in the style is that you think you deserve the um, what your interests are, right? And so if they're not met, then it's offensive because so that's what a little more might serve that whole point of view. Because now I've done it more, and you you ought to be doing this, and you didn't, right? And so then you can feel it, it's that entitlement that comes with uh, in the negotiation. I don't know that that's true for you. Yeah, so way. actually what I want to change my commitment then with that coaching and I appreciate it. My my commitment is to know for sure if you guys want to give feedback on something and when you can get it to me by. Now, I'll do that by being consistent and clear about my ask, but the commitment I'm driven by the commitment that it might I might not know what it will require of me yet. Right. So I'm willing to, I'm willing to do that. My request back to you is if it's urgent, would you text me? If it's not so urgent, you, I'll, cause I could miss the slack and I tend to turn my phone off. And if I turn it on that, the, I always see the, I always tend to see the text first. So I appreciate that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of any kind of requests I've got for it. Yeah, I I appreciate that. And a text would be great. I can also, I mean, a direct message, any kind of direct message works for me. Even if it's on Slack, I, I get notifications on my phone. And I'm okay for the most part. I mean, I could I could do like a pretty quick turnaround for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, if I could have two or three days in advance, that's more, even more helpful, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I think it's great. I don't, I don't think there's anything else, else left there for me. Yeah. I do wonder, I guess it's, here's a wondering with you. Yes. Um, when it comes to things like that, which like you've done first draft, you want feedback where in the sequence of feedback is my voice most impactful? Would you like me to give my view? Is it better for the project if I give my view right after you've given your view or to hear the rest of the team and then I give kind of final feedback. Does that, that matter is, to you? That does actually, that is a really good, that's a really good, uh, wondering for me. Uh, I want, I would like your guys's eyes and feedback as final. Yep. I figured. So, that's how too, yeah. So it makes sense to me, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is to request feedback from the team before I yeah. bring you guys in. That's great. It's clear. Yeah. Now that I'm trying to justify myself, that's what I was doing earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm very good at letting... it. I think we should do a training on that. 
We could call it the dark training. How to polarize a room. <laughs> or a relationship. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. I don't know. The vein well, in know, my head just popped out, so I'm feeling convicted. C.S. Lewis said, anything that has power to bring life has equal and opposite power to bring death. And if it doesn't, it's not really going to bring life. Hmm. It's a pretty powerful statement. Yeah. You both have been very gracious in this conversation. Thank you. Love and appreciate both of you so much. And it, I, I, I think, I think, you know, but it's not lost on me. What, what you guys, what's on your plates at any given moment. I don't take that for granted. And I'm committed to working inside of what's, what you're available for at the time and what you're not, I'm going to go. Right. And so, and so staying connected to you on what's possible, what's not possible in that moment is, is going to be crucial for that. Yeah. Well, and I, I shared this in a whole different context and talking about some other things as well with you when you were hanging out the house and we we're doing some YouTube shoot days, you know, I think the kind of the, the heartbreak in this, uh, breakdown for me is I don't want to let Chad down. Chad is a fucking force of nature, uh, especially in the last few months as you've come back and now you're like leading with a whole new level of intentionality and, and generating and then managing really important projects, you know, potential, you know, with high level of impact, high level of revenue goals, all this. And like, you know, when I'm, when I'm not a resource for that, I, it matters to me. And well, and even that, it's not as much that it's a who, when I'm not that much of a resource to you. So, you know, I've got your back and I, you know, want, I always want you to feel like I'm right there by your side, hand on the back, go, 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 go. And so in these moments when I miss it, that's really what that's connected to the long-term legacy of your impact here and our relationship moving forward. So like, this is why this is like, it is really convicting for me. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. And I, I just want you to be a good tool and shut up and do your job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just was hoping that at least one of you would say, you don't understand how busy I am. <laughs> no, man. I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, I got to get on this, you know, and it was a good time for me because I had, you know, with all that was going on, this was like, oh, good. Something I can, that's, that's got some constancy to it and it's not all over the place like I, that two weeks was horrible so i i really wanted to get it done and uh, i really thought i did a great job even though i did a different job than what i was asked to do so, thanks for humoring me in that senior moment uh, i love you both i hope this is valuable for people um yeah i i like this i think this is really fun so anyway love you both more to come more to come right that's right more to come all right, bye everybody. Yeah. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening and until next week, bye-bye everybody.